guys, what's up and welcome back to another episode of A Conversation with Jenna. If this is your first time here, hey, I'm Jenna, and I'm so glad that you're joining me here today. In today's episode, I'm going to give you an update on my dating life. And after four months of being on the apps, I finally went on my very first date. So let's talk about it. A little disclaimer that you will hear in every episode is this. What I'm about to share with you are my personal thoughts, opinions, and experiences. I am not an expert, nor will everything that I say be factual. Please do your own research and think for yourself. As always, my hope is that my life experiences can help you in your life. So sit back and soak in the goodness. Let's jam. Okay, okay, okay. Let's get into it. So does anybody else feel this way? But being on the dating apps is like a lot of hard work. Okay. And I'm, I'm only, and I'm not seeing like any reward. And I have to say, I'm definitely like an incentive based person. I mean, just like when you do a job, right? The, the expectation is like, okay, I'm going to do this work for you. And then in return, you're going to pay me. And so that's how I feel about this dating app situation is like, I'm putting in all of this effort and I'm not getting any reward. And guys, my record so far is 14 and one. Okay, I've asked out 15 guys and only one of them has said yes. And I just think, man, this must be how men feel, first of all, with like asking out so many women and just keep like getting rejected, rejected. Although I don't feel like, oh my gosh, the rejection part. I just feel like, holy cow, I'm putting in all this effort and I'm not getting any dates. And so is it worth it? Is it like worth me continuing to like be on this app and continue to like ask men out and then only go on like one, two, you know, just like a few dates. I have no idea, especially when the dates like aren't leading to my husband. I just, uh, I was talking to this guy on eHarmony the other day and he was, uh, he was feeling the same way. He's like, I've been single for five years and it's just like really hard out there. I was like, yeah, tell me about it. I've also been single for five years. And I just like am questioning whether all of this hard work is actually going to be worth it in the end. Because like, what is the incentive for me to keep going? Yeah, it's like I could find a husband, but what if I don't? Is it worth it? Is all of this effort worth it? And talking about effort, like you really have to find the time to be able to be on these dating apps because I feel like Bumble is the one that I'm going to be successful on. I just feel like if I were to meet a husband online, I think it's going to be through Bumble because I feel like it's just the most user friendly. Like we all know that I hate Hinge, but I stay on it because I mean, why not? But on Bumble, like you have to make time because once you match with someone, you only have 24 hours to message them. 24 hours. And then like, what if they message you back right away? Then it's like, you have to have time to be able to like sit there and have a conversation with someone through this app. And like, not everybody always has time for that. And so I have to be like really strategic on when I'm going to open the app, like when I'm going to swipe and all of that planning for no reward is just a lot. It's a lot. It's like a lot that I have to like, it's a lot of energy that I have to put into it that I'm just not getting fulfilled. So that's like what happened is I feel like Sunday is usually the day that I go onto the apps because Sunday is the day where I'm just like sitting at home and I have like the most time. So let's talk about how my, let's just talk about my first date that I went on. So it was on a Sunday and, and I just had like 
this feeling that I needed to get back on the horse because usually I'll like try to reach out to guys like once a month because I just can't handle more than that because of the amount of energy that it takes, like the amount of planning and preparation that it takes. And the fact that I like have to find a day where I'm not doing something and like that I could have time for potential to have conversations with them. So Sunday is usually the day that I do it. And I was just laying in bed and it was like 10 a.m. Right. And I was just like kind of like down about the last month that I was on these dating apps and how it just wasn't successful. And, but I just had this urge inside my heart. I was like, okay, get back on it. Like you need to get back on the horse. This is something you want. So I got back on, I went on to Bumble and I think like seven, I matched with seven guys. Okay. I messaged all of them and only one got back to me. And that so happens to be the one that I went on a date with. And I noticed that he like super swiped me on the Bumble app, which I thought, oh, that's really nice. You know, he must like really want to go out with me. And so I like messaged him on the app and he he does like a pretty good job of like leading the conversation because we know like I'm looking for someone who's going to be like a strong leader. And again, like you don't have to be great at it right away, but I need to see that you have leadership qualities because I'm like tired of wearing the pants in the relationship. Like if you ain't going to step up and lead us, like we're not going to be in a relationship because I'm not going to be the one to lead. Like I can lead myself just fine outside of a relationship. Like I don't necessarily always want to like be in charge inside of a relationship. You know what I mean? Not that I'm not going to want to think for myself and there's no way in heck that anybody is going to tell me what to do with my life, but like make the suggestions. You can make the plans. You, you know, we already know how I feel about this. If you watch, if you listen to my, uh, does Mr. Right even exist episode, but anyways, like, and I want to be pursued and I want to be courted. Like, don't expect me to pursue you. I feel like, Yes, I'm going to pursue you, but I need you to pursue me first is what I guess I should say. Like, I'm not going to be the one who like constantly is reaching out all the time in the beginning because I want you to do it. Like, I want to feel wanted and pursued and then it will become equal. Like, don't worry. I guess that kind of sounds bad. And if you're listening to this and you like want to date me, you could be like, oh, that might not be good. But you get what I'm saying. I think everybody understands what I'm saying. Like the pursuing on my end will happen for sure. And like, I'm going to pursue you just as hard because I want to make you feel wanted like and desirable as well. Absolutely. But I just feel like in all my past relationships, which is actually just one, I'm the one that pursued him. So anyways, so we were having conversation on Bumble and, you know, everything was going great. Like I did notice a few times where I would ask him a question and then he would just completely ignore it and like respond with something else. And I thought, oh, is that a red flag? Like, am I looking too much into this? You know, okay. So like skip all that. He does a great job at leading the conversation. Not a great job. I feel like he does a like a decent job of leading the conversation. And he's the one who finally was like, hey, like, let's go to tea. And I was like, "Okay, great. Where do you want to go? He picks the place. He asked me what time I we pick a time. That time doesn't work for him because he has other plans. But he says that he can go a little bit later that day. Okay, great. So. I'm like telling some of my friends about this and oh wait 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 and he like he he this guy is like not a serial killer or anything right he's just like a normal guy and he gives me his phone number like right away and he says like feel free to reach out and gives me his phone number and then he also gives me his Instagram handle and I don't have social media so 
And like, I also wasn't about to go look up his Instagram because like, I didn't want any perceived like notions of him before I met him. Like I wanted to try to meet him with like a clear perspective and not already like have this idea of like who he was without like me seeing it for myself. You know, I feel like that's really fair. And so, uh, we were talking about, so he works for, well, I can just tell you, I'm not going to use his name. So no one would ever know who he was, but he works for, uh, Microsoft and, you know, Microsoft came out with the chat GBT. And so in our text, in our like messaging and Bumble, we were kind of talking about chat GBT because I had a lot of thoughts and opinions on that. If you listen to my other episode and I was completely like ignorant in that episode because I had no idea. All I read was that one New York Times article where the man said that the computer tried to like have a romantic relationship with him. That is like a whole other story. This guy that I went on a date with, he sent me a link to a podcast that the man in the New York Times article does. It's called, I'll have to leave it. I'll have to leave it in the link in in the description if like anybody is interested in listening to it. But it's all, I'll have to talk about it on another time too, because um, um, I'll put it in my rant for this episode. So go listen to the rant part if you're curious, because I'll talk all about it. Anyways, so... We were kind of talking about chat GBT and he was saying his thoughts and opinions. I was saying my thoughts and opinions. He was like, well, great. I would love to discuss this more. Let's go to tea, whatever, whatever. But he gave me his phone number, his Instagram handle. And I was like, okay, cool. I did not give him mine right away because I just wasn't sure if I was comfortable with that. So this is on Sunday. So Monday comes and I start to listen to the podcast that he recommended about, um, the guy for, that works for the New York Times. So I, I listened to it and like I had so many thoughts and opinions. I then I then ended up texting him and I was like, hey, it's Jenna from Bumble. I listened to the podcast and I just kind of gave him like a small rundown of what I was thinking and like feeling for after listening to that episode. And then he responds back like and then I respond back and we kind of go back and forth a little bit. And then when I go to ask him what his thoughts and opinions are on this. Now, I do want to say this was on Monday and it was in the middle of the workday. So I completely understand if you're like too busy to text during the weekday during work because like I, I'm in the same boat too. But his response back to me was, let's wait and discuss this over tea. And I thought, wait, like my first thought was, wait a minute, you don't want to like have a conversation with me about this I kind of got is this a red flag that's what I thought in my mind I was like wait he doesn't want to talk to me any he made it very clear that he doesn't want to talk to me anymore until we meet for our date which was like a whole week later and in my mind I'm thinking wait a minute like don't you want to try to get to know me right like don't you want to try even if you can't text me during work just say hey Jenna I'm really busy with work work right now. I can't text you right now, but I get off work at six. I'm going to the gym at seven. Maybe I can text you around eight o'clock. And I would say, perfect. That works great for me too. And then you respond back to my text at eight o'clock, right? And then the next day, like you would think that you would want to keep talking with me to like get to know me. And then maybe we could have a phone call or a FaceTime or something. But there was none of that. Like he wanted zero communication until our date. So I called up my friend and I was like, hey, I'm like, I might be overthinking this, but is this a red flag? And she was like, no, you don't know what's going on with him. Like maybe he has to take care of sick parents or something after work, which P.S. he doesn't. His parents are completely healthy. We talked about them on the date. He was like, 
just she was like don't worry about it and I was like yeah and I'm not even in a relationship with this man so like he owes me nothing like if this is how he wants to do it then like I'll be okay with it in the beginning right okay so then we don't talk he finally and I'm not going to be the one to follow up on the date no I want you to take the lead so like Sunday like a few hours before our date he texts me like just confirming that we're going on the date right and then it was funny again because I sent him like I was listening to a relationship radio show you know the Tyler Cameron show that I've talked about before I was listening back on the Jared Freed episode because it's really funny and it makes me laugh and I was kind of bored because like lately I've been so bored like intellectually like nothing has been stimulating me I I need some like newness thankfully I'm going to be starting a new position at work like thank god because that'll be a new set of challenge and and something new for me to learn which will like help activate my brain so I'm not as freaking bored but anyways that's like another side conversation but So I was just listening back to this old radio show and I like sent it to him and he never responded. Well, come to find out he was having lunch with his parents and his sister before that. But I just felt like it was weird again that you didn't at least say, oh, I'll have to check this out or, oh, thanks for sending it to me. It was like nothing. Right. Okay. So then during the week, like leading up to it, I I didn't allow myself to get excited because like, why would I want to get myself excited to then just fall? You know, I don't know how this date is going to turn out. I don't know, like, if he's going to be the one or not. And so I didn't allow myself to get excited. And my friend was like, you don't sound that excited to go on your date. I was like, yeah, because I'm really not. Like, I'm trying not to get make myself nervous. So I'm trying not to think about it too much. Plus, I already knew that I was going to be pretty comfortable around him because... We did chat a little bit on the Bumble app and we did chat a little bit through text message. So I kind of felt like, well, he seems pretty normal. You know, we do have a lot of stuff in common. So I I feel I just feel normal like but I did not feel excited. I didn't feel like butterflies in my tummy. My heart was not racing like I was just I was just like, well, like I'm trying to find a husband. So we got to do this, you know. Okay, so I get to the date and um. He, we go to this place in Chandler, which like, now that I'm just thinking back, I did think it was funny because he knows I live in East Mesa and he lives in Chandler and he definitely did not pick a place in between where we lived. He asked me to come out to where he lived and it was, oh, it's called Coffee Rush and it's it's like on Chandler and Ray or something like that. And he asked me to come out there and I was like, okay, fine, like totally fine but like I I also did think oh like it would have been nice if he would have like picked a place that was like in between our houses so we both had to like put in some effort to get to the date and then after the date he goes oh I'm glad you like this place because I hang out here a lot and in my mind instantly I was like wait a minute you're expecting me to drive all the way out here another time like this wasn't just like a one-time thing it's like I, I think the fact that I might have to ask him to come over to me is also another red flag. Anyways, I could just be overthinking it. And I'm fine, like, expressing my wants and my needs. But I just feel like the fact that he was like, oh, I'm glad you like it because I come here a lot. I was like, what? Are you asking? Do you know how far away that was? It was really far. Okay, so anyways, <clears throat> we're at the date. He gets tea. I'm like, I know that he would have been a gentleman and he would have offered to buy me something, but like I wasn't into that because I don't know, that just kind of makes it seem weird. I don't know. So I was like, no, I'm good. I don't want anything. Plus, I don't really like drink coffee or tea. I mean, I do. 
I like I do because I do enjoy the taste, but I don't need it. And so I was like, nah, I'm fine. Anyway, so he got his tea and then he asked me where we wanted to sit. So we sat outside and it's like kind of in front of this body of water. And, you know, there's like ducks and everything. So it was like really pretty. And then we get to talking and we do have a ton in common. And I have to say, like, this person on paper was perfect. He was everything that I was looking for, okay? He has two master's degrees, super intelligent, super intellectual, has probably, I mean, I don't know how, what his salary is, but he has, like, a good job. He works for Microsoft. Like, um, he's in sustainability. He, he, he mentors ASU students. He um, speaks at sustainability conferences. He's been to 40 countries. He basically is like living my dream. Like, you know, I have a podcast because I love speaking, but I would love to be like a public speaker one day. I don't know how that's going to happen or if that even happens. But at my work, we do have a thing called Toastmasters. And that's like where people, it's like a club where people like go to, to like brush up on their public speaking. And then from there they could get like speaking gigs. And it's something that I'm thinking of joining. But anyways, traveled to 40 countries. Y'all know I love to travel. He's a public speaker. He has a decent job. Like he's educated and intellectual, loves museums. I mean, we just were like, wow, this is everything I was looking for. And he's even, um, he's scuba certified and he has um, scuba dived in the Great Barrier Reef, which has always, always, always been a dream of mine, always. And so I was like, before I met him, I was like, oh, like this could be something like for sure. Like he super swiped me. That means he really likes me. And like, according to like his resume, right, his, his dating profile, like he's everything I want. So we get there and we start to talk and he's not the one. So we start to talk and he is so intelligent. A lot of the words that he was using were way over my head and I'm very intelligent too. And it's not that I couldn't understand like by context clues what he was talking about. But if I had to stop him every time I didn't know a word that he used, we would never have a solid conversation because I would be like, what does that mean? What does that mean? What does that mean? What are you saying? I don't understand anything that you're saying. And like all we talked about was work. And we talked about him and his sustainability career. We talked about me and my procurement career. We talked about how they kind of crossed over because he's also a chemical engineer and like sustainability and fashion and how I was in fashion. And so, but it never dropped from this high, high place of an intellectual, intelligent conversation. All we did was talk about really high level things the entire time. I don't know if you guys have ever had a conversation like that before. This was the first time I've ever experienced that. And I have a lot of intelligent friends, like my friend Deborah, who was on the pod. We can have really intelligent conversations, but they always drop from that space to just like back to earth, right? We can get really high up. We can use big words. We can talk about things that like most people probably don't understand what we're talking about, but eventually it always comes back down. It never came back down. And you know, upon reflecting on our date, I was just thinking, would I even be able to like make a grocery list with this guy? Like, would we be able to talk about like childcare? Would we be able to talk about like 
you know, what do you want for dinner today? Or, hey, what are you going to wear? Or is all of that stuff just like too, too low for him that he just doesn't care? Does that make sense? Because I brought up children and I brought up being a mom and he never went with that. He never went with that conversation. Like I talked about children and how I've always loved to travel and how I just imagined that we would bring our kids with us on vacation. He never went anywhere with that. Like not even like, oh yeah, like that would be so awesome. No, no, no. And then I talked about how most people like, I'm like the mom of the friend group. A lot of the times I'm, everybody calls me like the mom, like mama bear, because I'm like super protective and loyal and try to watch out for people. And like I told him that just because it, it came up in conversation, not because I was trying to like peacock. And he never went there with it. Like, oh, that's something I'm looking for in a wife. Or like it was not, there was no husband wife conversations. There was no family conversations. There was no like, like I asked him, well, what are your career ambitions? And he goes, I want to be a leader in sustainability. I was like, oh, cool. And then all we talked, and then all he talked about was being in sustainability. And I was like, yeah, guess what? I don't give a crap about sustainability. This is another reason why I would have never worked out because he needs a wife who is also into sustainability and like cares about sustainability topics and issues and like the saving the world in that way. I care about saving the world, but in a much different way, like, and I'm not looking to change anybody and I'm sure as heck not trying to change for anybody else. And so he needs a wife who's going to like recycle every time. I do not recycle every time. So for me, I'm all about efficiency and our recycling bin is all the way in the garage. So if I'm in my kitchen and if I don't feel like going out into the garage to recycle, I'm just going to put my tin can in the garbage. Okay. If you want me to recycle hundred percent of time, you're going to need to put a recycling bin in the kitchen that is like two feet away because I'm not always going to want to walk out there. Like I don't care about it that much to do that. Okay. And I feel like it would never work with him because of how passionate he is with sustainability. So those were just like a couple red flags. Okay. The fact that he didn't want to talk to me at all during the week. The fact that he cares about sustainability. That's all we freaking talked about. And I don't care about sustainability as much as he does. The fact that our conversation never dropped to just like a normal conversation, just like an everyday conversation. It was always at a high intellectual level. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen. So the day ends and, oh, no, 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 no. So before the day ends, we kind of talk about like what's happening in our week coming up because it was on a Sunday that we went on the date. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to be traveling next week. We're going to Disneyland with the studio that I teach at because the girls are going to be performing there. I leave on Thursday. He goes, no way. I leave for LA on Thursday. And I was like, what? That's so cool. And I basically invited him to come to Disneyland with me because I thought, hey, like, What's like, what a fun way to get to know someone at Disneyland, the happiest place on earth. Like I love roller coasters when I'm riding roller coasters. I literally am living my best life. I'm like screaming and happy and smiling and giggling. It's like the best. And I was like, okay. I said, he's like, I've never been to Disneyland. I was like, oh, you haven't like, you should totally come. And he was like, well, my friend says that it takes a lot of planning. And I was like, well, I guess it kind of does if you want to, or you could just be sporadic and just like be sporadic and spontaneous. And he was like, yeah, no, I I, I definitely would need to like plan it out before I went, but you can let me know how it is. And I was like, dude, I've been there a billion times. This is how it is. I'm just telling you how it is. And he was like, not about it. And I was like, oh, okay. 
And then uh, basically he didn't want to talk to me again until we like agreed to meet up for a second date. And again, that was just another red flag. I'm like, what, bro? Like, you don't, you don't want to like continue to text me. You don't want to call me. You don't want to like try to FaceTime me and get to know me any better anymore than until the next time we see each other. And that's just a huge red flag. And I'm just not okay with that. Like I'm, and it's like, what are you doing that you're trying to be like so secretive? And I get that you're really busy, right? He mentors ASU students. I understand that he was going to LA. He left on Thursday, the same day as me, and he was going to go spend some time with his friends. Then on Tuesday, he was speaking at a sustainability conference. That's why he was going to be in LA. And so I like get it. You're going to be with your friends, but that doesn't mean that we can't like text or like text in the morning, text in the evening, right? Like that doesn't mean that you can't like communicate with me, but he was not interested in doing that until the next time we saw each other. And so I was like, okay, well, I guess we'll like try to make plans to meet up when we get back. And he was like, okay, cool. Like, and I I just was like, oh my gosh, I can't handle this. So with the date ended, we, I I was literally like, my back was towards him. I was literally walking away from him because I already said bye. And I don't know if he said wait, or I don't know what he did, but he basically said something that made me stop and turn around. And then he put his arm out and like his foot out, like motioning for a hug. And I was like, okay, totally fine. Like I felt very comfortable around him. Again, he's not a serial killer. I, and like, usually I don't hug everybody because I do feel like my body is like, my body and I don't like want just random people touching it you know but again I was like okay it's fine so I go in for a hug we hug and then I leave and then you know me I'm like a total like deep thinker deep ponderer deep processor and so the next few days um I really spent that time thinking like do I want to see him again and I like overanalyzed which was a good thing the entire date all of our conversations everything that happened okay Then I was thinking back to our hug, okay, guys, and I was like, wait a minute, this is the biggest red flag, guys, he lied on his dating profile. On his dating profile, it says that he is 5'8", and I double-checked that because I remember reading his profile, I know exactly what it looks like, and I remember the height that he put, he put it as 5'8", and I was like, oh, perfect, I'm 5'5", like, even if I'm in three-inch heels, like, I'll be just as tall as him. I don't even know if I would wear taller heels than that, but that's like perfect. Five, eight, great. Like he doesn't, I want him to be taller than me, but he doesn't have to be like that much taller. Okay. Even if like, even if he was the same height as me, because he was perfect on paper, like I would be willing to meet him and because it's not all about his height and his looks. Okay. So I remember, I realized that this person lied about his height. And how I realized that is because I remember, I can so vividly remember when we went in for our hug. Okay, you can't see my hands right now, but it just clasp your hands together as if you're holding your own hand. And that's exactly how our bodies were. Okay, his head went directly to my shoulder and vice versa. And our chests, I remember his chest and my chest touching perfectly because I remember him I remember my boobs like squishing onto his chest we were we were the exact same height if not I feel like maybe I was a little bit taller than him 
I feel like, dude, if you were really 5'8", our chest would not be meeting up like that. Your head would not be going directly on my shoulder. Like, it just slid perfectly. And I was like, this, this guy lied about his height. And then I thought about it some more. And I was like, okay, is this, you know how I am. I'm a deep thinker and I'm a deep ponderer, ponderer and I don't want to just react, okay? So I was like, wait. He lied. He is a freaking liar. I hate liars. Okay. Like I want someone who's going to be a man of his word. However, and I try to be a woman of my word. I really do. But I also know like lying happens. Like I get that. But the fact that you lied about your height on the dating profile, like you didn't think I wasn't going to notice you idiot. Like I just feel okay. So again, I thought about it. I was like, okay, Jenna, is this a red flag? And everybody's probably screaming, of course it is. And it's like, duh, of course it is. But I really wanted to make sure that I was making an educated decision, okay? So I was thinking about it and I was like, wait, this idiot lied about his height. Like, he's a freaking liar. I can't date someone like this. Like, no. And then I thought, well, is this even worth me, like, confronting him about and being and calling him out on it and letting him explain himself? And then I quickly was like, heck no. He is not worth it. This is not worth it. We've been on one date. Okay, one date. And so that was like Monday, Tuesday when I was like contemplating whether I was going to go out with him again, like how I really felt about it. And then that's when I realized that he lied on his freaking dating profile about his height. So I texted him on Wednesday and I was like, yeah, even though I had a good time, because like I had a decent time. I was like, yeah, even though I had a good time, I'm not interested in taking this any further. Good luck. And I hope you find what it is that you're looking for. Bye. And then I sent him a text and then I blocked him because I wasn't just going to ghost him. Like, I know that I have ghosted people like friends in the past. I just I'm trying not to do that anymore. I'm trying to just like own it up. And if I want to end the relationship, I need to just freaking end it. And I didn't want to ghost him because I didn't want to be a bit. Uh, excuse me. I'm not cussing on this podcast. Sorry. I did not want to be a mean person. So I. uh just texted him that and I blocked him and I will never see him again and I will never talk to him again and like I just can't believe that he lied about his height and here's the thing I was telling my friends about this and when and I had I was telling a different friend about this but my friend was also with us who I already told and my friend who I already told made a comment to me and my other friend and said Jenna wouldn't have cared if he was the same height as her he cares that she lied excuse me she cares that he lied. And I was like, exactly. Like, it wouldn't have bothered me if I saw that you were also 5'5 like me. Like, because I want to be able to give some a chance, right? But the fact that you had to lie about it, I'm just thinking, what else do you lie about? Are you lying to me about your life? Are you lying to me and that's how come you don't want to communicate with me until we see each other again? Because that's just weird. And it is weird because I was at the orthodontist yesterday and one of the orthodontist assistants and I had kind of bonded over both of us being single. But then I found out that she has a boyfriend that they met on Hinge and it's been six months and they're living together and they're going to get married. And when I heard that, I was really, really happy for her. At the same time, I was also like, dang it. You know what I mean? Like, I'd love to find that single person who's like a little bit older so I can be like, dang, I'm not the only one. And I know I'm not the only one, but you know what I mean? Like when you're in it with someone else, it makes it feel a lot better. But I am really happy for her. But she was telling me like, 
uh she had just like decided that she was just going to be the fun single friend which that's honestly where I'm at now but one uh, weekend she was like really sick so she's like I have nothing else to do I might as well just go on hinge so she opened hinge and like she met this guy and she said they haven't stopped talking since and obviously now they live together and and she she was like yeah he was so kind like he he wanted to door dash me food and then like we got each other's numbers and we went on a date and we haven't stopped talking and I feel like yeah because that's what you do when you're trying to get into a relationship with someone. And when you really like someone, you want to keep talking to them. It was very odd that he did not want to talk to me until our date. Okay. And like, that's who I'm looking for. Like, where's the person that, that we're going to be talking all the time. So that's just my experience. And I'm not like that sad about it because I didn't have my hopes up anyways. I'm trying to like guard my heart. Cause I think that that's something that's really important that you need to do. And my heart was guarded from the beginning. I was like, okay, like he's perfect on paper, but let me meet him in person. And thank God I did because he's a liar. So I think that that's all I have to say. I wanted to try to make this really short and sweet because not everybody cares to hear about my dating life. Although um, I think I think it's really interesting to hear, obviously, about other people's lives. And that's why I have this podcast. But I think that that's all I wanted to say. And, you know, wish me luck and hopefully, hopefully I'll, I don't know. I don't know. Whatever happens, happens. And I'm just trying to be good with the fact that I could be single forever. And another thing that I'm contemplating is if I want to freeze my eggs. And I think that I'm actually going to do it. Because, like, what if I don't find a husband until I'm 40? Like, I would rather we work with 35-year-old eggs than 40-year-old eggs. And I also feel like I have this kind of dark cloud hanging over me that I need to find someone soon because my eggs are dying. So stay tuned for more adventures of freezing your eggs. Okay, I'm not done talking. Recently, I did like a, a dance company reunion with my high school. So my dance teacher... Uh, she's retiring after 30 years. And so she invited like the past students who, uh, danced on, uh, the Euphoria Dance Company, which is the name of the Mesa High School Dance Company. Like over the last 30 years, she invited them back to do like one last dance with her. Right. And so we practiced and we already did the performance and I got to help choreograph it, which was really spontaneous and out of the blue because I was not supposed to choreograph it. Then one of the choreographers had to drop out. And so I stepped in and it was like really awesome. But anyways, I was talking with a girl who I went to high school with same grade and she got married like right out of high school. She is Mormon and that is what they do. Right. I I feel like she was married. I, I mean, we were not actually friends in high school. Like we just danced on Euphoria together. So the fact that I remember going to her wedding reception, the fact that I was even invited to her wedding reception makes me think that she was married like that summer or fall that we graduated high school. But I can't remember specifically. But anyways, uh, her and her husband are going through a divorce. And I say all of this because you need the context to get the full to get the full picture about what she said to me. So I think they got married really young and, um, you know, within the Mormon church, basically there's like three rules when you're like looking for someone to marry you. Uh, did they go on their mission? Are they, do they have temple recommendation? 
Like, are they able to go through the temple and are they active at church? And if they like check all those three boxes, then great, you should marry them. There's no other, like, are they emotionally intelligent? Are they abusive? Like, what else about their personality, right? It's kind of like those three things. And so I'm not saying that that's how come she picked her, like, soon-to-be ex-husband, but I do feel like there's more story there that I would love to have her come on and, and like, talk some more about because I think it's such a good lesson. Anyways, she said to me, Jenna, you're not married. Or she said, Jenna, are you married? And I said, no, I'm not married. And she goes, you know, I really support that. And I said, oh, you do? She's like, yeah, because it just shows that you haven't settled in yourself just to be married. And I was like, what? And she goes, well, I'm sure you've had the opportunity but you haven't done it because you weren't willing to like settle within yourself. Or she was like, you weren't willing to like give up parts of yourself just to be married to someone. And I was like, dang, that is so good. And I would love for her to come onto the pod and impact and like unpack that a little bit more because I feel like she has her own personal story that relates to that. But I said to her, I was like, Well, I don't really know if that's true because I've only ever dated one person, the guy in high school. But I do feel like that's true. Even though the guy in high school broke up with me, I have learned so much from that. And I would never go back to that because I would never settle for that again. And if you think about this date, this kind of disastrous of a date that I just told you about, like if I was in a place of desperation or if I was in a place willing to settle or if I was in a place willing to like lower my standards or, you know, like what did she say? She said you weren't willing to like give up parts of yourself just to be married. If I was willing to give up parts of myself to be married, maybe I would go on another date with that guy because maybe I would think, well, he's my only hope out of 15 guys. He's the only one that said yes. But but I think she has so much wisdom in that. And I think that I think that there's so much to, to unpack there. And I think that if you're in a relationship where you're like, man, am I really sacrificing a lot of myself to make this person happy? You should get out. Like if, if you're not putting your needs and your desires first, there's just some contemplating that you need to do there. Like don't settle. Don't not settle on life. Like you need to make sure that you're happy because for me, I'd rather be happy single than unhappy in a marriage. And so I just felt like that was a huge compliment that she gave me. And I think that that's very accurate. It's like, I'm not willing to give up all of myself just to be in this relationship. Right. And so I just wanted to share that because I thought that was really insightful. I felt like there's a lot of wisdom there and I'm just so happy that she said that to me because it is true. It's very true. And, and after she said that to me, I did a little bit more thinking about, is there even someone who I could have settled with? And when I think about my time in the church, because, you know, out of the five years I've been single, four of those years, I was in the church. And, um, I think about there's this one guy at the first church that I went to who probably wanted to date me. He was like kind of trying to flirt with me and it was so annoying. He was like so annoying. And the way he was trying to flirt with me was like by being mean and by being annoying. And it's like, dude, are you in second grade? Like freaking mature. Okay. You're, you're, you're old and you have a child, like stop being immature. And so I think like, okay, so maybe I could have went along with his games and like, maybe that could have led something. 
led to something. Or, you know, maybe there were other guys who were like interested in me, but they never made a move. Or I think about this one guy who I went on a date with. It's like, could I have even married him? Because like, I don't know exactly how he felt felt about me. And like, I wasn't willing to like stick around to find out because he wasn't the one. Like he, (laughs) and take away the fact that he lied. Okay. There were a lot of other red flags. There were a lot of other things that I want in a relationship that he wasn't going to be able to give me. And, and, you know, I think back to him, it's like, I, he also had mentioned that he was going to be spending like five weeks in Paris this summer, which that's so exciting. I'm so happy to him that France is definitely my dream vacation. Cause you know, I'm French and I want to explore like my ancestry and then plus go to all the places, do the South of France, like do all the things. Okay. Go to the Louvre, everything, Disneyland, Paris, let's go. Okay. So I just felt like, does he even have time to have a relationship? And like, does he even have time to have a family or like be a husband? Because if you think that I'm just going to be at home raising the kids by myself while you have this awesome career, like, please think again. You know, like, what if I want to continue to work? I don't really know. I haven't thought about it because why would I think about something that's not here or not realistic or not happening? Like, I'm not going to, like, worry or waste my, like, mental energy to think about that stuff until I have to. But I don't know. He was just so focused on being, like, a leader in sustainability. Again, he never talked about family or marriage or anything like that. So I was like, bye, you're out. Because I'm looking for someone who's going to be a solid husband, who's going to be a great father and a father who's going to be hands on with his children. And look, I get it. Like a lot of the time the wives will stop working because they're going to be at home and the homemakers. I totally get that. And I think that there could be a part of me where a time who knows, like who knows, who knows, who knows if I'm going to ever want to stay at home full time or whatever. But I'm just saying I understand that. And like it could be something I'm willing to sacrifice for the family is to stop working and to be with the children for a little while. But I just feel like if the expectation was that I was going to do that, like, no anyways. So I feel like she is completely right in saying that to me. And I'm really like proud of that. And I kind of wear that as like a badge of honor that I haven't settled. I haven't settled and that I'm not willing to give up these things that I really want. And, you know, the more that I talk to people, the more I, see how relationships work it's like okay these things that I'm kind of desiring are like natural normal things that I want and that I know someone can give me so anyways that's just something that I wanted to share and I hope you enjoyed it and so when I think about the men who do message me on the um, dating apps like there's this one guy on eHarmony and he was like you're everything that I've been looking for and I was like yeah but you're nothing that I'm looking for Okay. And why is it like that? I feel like all the guys that like message me who actually like not the ones, the seven on Bumble who we swiped each other and then you never responded back. No, I'm talking about the ones who like reach out first. I'm like, I don't want you. And, and that sounds terrible, but I'm just going to speak it as it is. And it's just, it's just like, you're not the one. It's like, where's the one? Like, where are you at? Maybe I should cut this part out, but I'm probably going to leave it. But it's just like, (sighs) yeah it's hard well that is all the dating adventures that I have for you for this episode but stay tuned because my R&Rs are coming up next so what I want to rant about is going to be so like duh of course I'm going to rant about this but what I'm going to be ranting about is the fact of don't lie on your dating profile we're always going to find out if you're lying And that does not make you look good 
in any way and in any light. And I've been like hitting the dating apps kind of hard because uh, this weekend is Memorial weekend and I just was kind of feeling this, this certain way. And so anyways, I've been on them and there was a guy who legitimately posted his height as 5'5". Five five. No, no, no. Actually, I think he posted it as 5'4". And I was like, good for you, bro. Like, I am so proud of you that you are out here. You're repping your height at 5'4", and you are owning it, and you're not freaking lying. Because guess what? We're always going to find out. So stop lying on your dating profiles. Just do better. Stop lying. It's going to be appreciated. So what I want to rave about is that I just feel really brave that I took the opportunity, that I went on the went on the date, that I put myself out there. And like I said, I didn't allow myself to get too nervous about the date. I didn't like get that excited about the date. I didn't think too much about it. I just showed up and I just went and I just got in my car and I just walked towards it. So you can do it. Be brave. And brave is my word for the year. And I feel like me putting myself out there and going on the dating profile has been very brave of me. So I'm like really proud of myself. Well, that is all I have for you on this episode of A Conversation with Jenna. But remember, the conversation doesn't have to end here. If you have thoughts and opinions on my thoughts and opinions, you can email me at a conversation with Jenna at gmail.com. I can't promise that I will respond to every email, but I would love to hear from you. Also, please rate and review my podcast on whatever platform you listen on. I would greatly appreciate it. Don't let the things you want make you forget the things you have. Thank you so much for listening, and I can't wait to talk with you next time. Bye.